celebrating female role models across our community. Live from Marceline College in Melbourne, Australia, you're listening to Be Like Her Live on Marceline Live. everyone. We're live from Marcelin College, Melbourne, Australia. You're listening to Be Like Her Live on Marcelin Live. My name is Josh McCraith and my co-hosts today are Alex Chung and Declan Braniff. Our special guest today is Lisa Gillies, Executive Assistant here at Marcelin College. Lisa is also a current parent at Marcelin with her son being in Year 9. Hi, ha- welcome to the show. Thank you um, for having me. Oh, no worries. So the first question we have for you today is describe the work you do here at the college and the impact it has on others. Sure. Well, my work is predominantly supporting two of the deputy principals, um, deputy principal of wellbeing and deputy principal of um, learning and teaching. And um, most of my work is really organisation, I guess. It's to ensure that, um, you know, these these people have very important roles in the college and managing their calendars and making sure that they're in the right places at the right time, not doubling up on any um, meetings or appointments and just trying to be a backup for them when they, they need help. Um, so I guess the flow down from that is fairly significant. Um, you know, it flows down to all the staff that work um, underneath them and then, of course, all the students as well. So it is important to be pretty organised and keep it on track with everything. If you're not organised, they aren't organised. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what led you to becoming executive position, uh, assistant? Um, I guess just personally I feel like when I'm organised, being organised and in control of things, I feel like I'm in a better headspace. So um, moving into a position like that sort of suits my nature, my my personality, and I am really enjoying it. So, hmm. How do you feel the impact on the on the students and the boys here at Marcelin? Yeah. In, in my role? Mm. Um, well, I guess like I mentioned before, it's probably just that that flow down effect and um, also in communication if I don't have a lot of direct communication with the students but I think when I do it's really important to be very clear and concise. Mm. Um, I think when you've got communication going back and forth you know, several times uh, that's when things get lost in translation. So I think communication is really key. Um, But also, like I said earlier, um, just ensuring that I support the two deputies to make sure that I can help them with them in their roles. Would you say that the communication, that that value and something that keeps the kind of the the glue keeps us together, is that a leadership quality? Um, it is. A, I think it definitely is a leadership quality, and I think all good leaders are good communicators. But mm. it's it's a quality that um, I, it doesn't have to be people in leadership. I think mm. um, anyone can be a good communicator. Um, but yes, definitely for people in leadership, I think good leaders are definitely good communicators. Do you think, you know, these skills you have of organisation and, and, you know, that communication skills that you need in your position, do you think they sort of came from your family or, or maybe the, the school you went to and how you grew up or do you think it's something you were born with? Um, I think I think it's a little bit of both um, and it's 
the journey that I've been along the way as well. Um, uh, you know, growing up, we were very good communicators in my family. We always had open conversations and were up for talking about things. Um, but also in, you know, the work that I've done, I, I worked in marketing and advertising in a previous life um, and I just find that um, it actually makes everyone's life easier and um, your your job run more smoothly if you can c communicate well um, because otherwise people will just keep coming back to you and not understanding what they have to do. So I think it's it's really important. But I've, I have learnt a lot of it along the way, um, just working with different people, different personalities, and um, I think that gives you an understanding of why it's important because when you work with people that don't communicate well, it makes it very apparent that it is something that's um, important in the workplace. Lisa, in uh, business and marketing, how – did you find yourself and what values and skills did you find yourself employing in a, a business that is predominantly male? Um, yeah, look, that's that's a good question because um, where in my past life, I've, it was a very different environment to what it is here at Marcelon College. Um, it was very male top-heavy. Mm. Um very few women in leadership roles and it um yeah it was it was very different it was a long time ago as well so i have to stress that that things have come a long way um but here at marcelon i find you know it is a it is a all boys school but when you look at leadership we have two women who are deputy principals and i think that's really mm. important and great for the students of the college to see that. Mm. Mm. In, in that past life that you were sort of talking about, did you find and experience self-doubt much being, you know, one of the only women in, like you said, a predominantly male uh, higher-up sort of mm. leadership people? Did you find that? Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. Um, you know, um, because you could see like just not myself but my colleagues as well working equally as hard as our male counterparts but, you know, the women would not rise up through the ranks and we just sort of <laughs> tended to stay down where we were. Um, and that, of course, makes you doubt yourself and think that I'm not doing the job properly or I'm not working as hard as I could but um, that actually wasn't the case. Mm. So um, it's sort of coming away from that um, environment that you think back and reflect and understand that actually, no, uh, I shouldn't have doubted myself because I, I did everything I was supposed to do and I did work hard, but it was just the environment that I worked in. So that's why it is really important, I think, for women to have that equal opportunity to men in the workplace because it does create that kind of mental health, I guess, you know, self-doubt. Mm. Mm. Do you feel that the culture has changed and if so, how so? I think it's absolutely changed, yeah, um, a lot. Um, I mean, even looking, like I said before, with here at Marcelin, having two women in leadership um, is fantastic. I think if we went back, you know, hmm. 20 years, I don't think we would have, you know, seen that as, as much. 
Um, and I think what's really important now is there's so much more education for our young men and, and so much awareness. So, um, and for expression, expressing emotions and all of that sort of thing, I think there was this awful culture um, where boys had to be men, you know, they had to behave in a particular way and, and communicating and showing emotion was not seen as a masculine thing and that's so not not true, you know. So I think we've come so far that we all know now that that's so well accepted that, you know, we actually encourage our young men to speak up, to cry, to show emotions and, um, yeah, so I think we've come a very long way. Still some some way to go, but um, certainly we have come a very long way. Mm. Traditionally, this is, a, this is a tough question, but traditionally <laughs> young males tend to have adult males as their role models. Is there any reason why a young male couldn't have someone like you as their role model? Um, no, no. Um, look, I think it's really important for young men to have both male and female, female role models, you know, um, um, because it just shows them how we all interact, you know. Um, uh, I think that we can, as, you know, a mother, I can teach my son certain things that probably my husband can't but vice versa, you know. He can, he can probably um, demonst demonstrate um, different qualities that I can't. So I think – and, and – I'm not saying that it has to be parents. Um, obviously, you know, there's um, children are brought up in all sorts of situations. But I think as long as they have, you know, positive males and females in their life, I think it's important whether they're friends, uncles, sisters, whatever. I'm reminded of the scene in The Silence of the Lambs when the main character is going through um, the CIA uh, training corps and all the male um, – uh, you know, trainees are staring down on our, on our main character. Do you feel with that, like, that gender dynamic and even in, like, your house or your jobs that there was a, a role model that you were looked up to in those times of, of doubt? Um, yeah, look, I know it sounds a bit cliche, but my mum, my mum um, was, yeah, she, she had all the you know, the qualities, if you could pick all the fabulous qualities and bundle them up into one parcel, she had them. She um, she was very strong and stoic. She certainly stood up for what she believed was right, but at the same time she was very, very soft and very, um, you know, she, she um, had a lot of um, affection and... Um, and also someone I, I could always talk to. Um, so, yeah, I know it does sound cliche, but, yeah, my mum was definitely a role model that I looked up to. And, you know, she she was a blue-collar worker. She wasn't in any fabulous, you know, <laughs> um, job or anything like that, but she just demonstrated wonderful qualities. That's, that, that's awesome. Um, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Be Like Her Live on Marcelin Live live from Marcelin College in Melbourne, Australia. My name is Josh McCraith. My co-host here today are Alex Chung and Declan Braniff. And our special guest today is Lisa Gillies, Executive Assistant here at Marcelin College, Melbourne. Lisa, one other question that I have for you 
is who were your role models along your journey? I know you spoke about your mum, but did you have any others maybe that you looked up to, maybe, you know, a celebrity possibly or, or someone that you thought, you know, that that's someone that inspires me and drives me, you know, to get up every day and, and work my hardest? Yeah, sure. Um, look, the people that are, I look up to as role models are probably unknown to um, you all. Um, I, I tend – I don't think I really look up to – um, celebrities as role models generally, but um, I find the people that I admire the most are the ordinary people that are doing extraordinary things and there's so many of them. Um, I, I have a couple of friends um, who work in community work. One's a Maris brother, one's actually a sister of mercy and they do amazing work, tireless work. Um you know, they're not famous, they're not, you don't see them on the television, um, but I just admire their tenacity and they're just standing up for the um, people on, on the fringe, on the margins, they just, you know, continually stand up for them. So they're, they're the people I look up to. Hmm. Um, did you or any other person ever doubt what you could achieve? And um, especially um, as a mother, there's the traditional value of if you're a mother you've got to stay home and care for the family but you've um you've pushed for a career and some people you know might doubt that you were able to achieve that um look i i actually took a, a big spell away from work when my children were younger um and that was mostly because my partner worked away and we didn't want two parents you know um, so I, I, t I took quite a few years and all I wanted to do was see my children into primary school and I got to do that, so I was happy with that. Um, but, um, yeah, look, I think when you, you are home um, as a parent, just parenting, you do lose your um, – because you, you're not in the workplace, when you do go to get back into the workplace, it, it's, it's actually quite difficult. Um, you really do doubt yourself because you've been out of touch for a few years and it's it's a big hurdle to jump over. Um, uh, but, yeah, look, I got there in the end. But, um, yeah, you certainly do doubt that you have the ability to do what you can do. But you, it's, you have to sort of push through and break through and get back, into, get back on the horse. <laughs> so what specific advice would you have for a young person who is, would be in a similar situation to what you were? Um, I think I would just say that, you know, I mean, these days my, my kids are a little bit older, so it's it's different for people now. Most people have to don't have that luxury of taking time off, but if they did, um, I would just say you're doing the most difficult job that you probably could do in any workplace is is bringing up your children and just be be proud of that and be proud of that you you know you're there for them and not doubt that you should be doing something else because it's it's an amazing job you know that that you're able to do that i think it um you were saying how before it was cliche about having your role mother as your mum. i think a role model well, mine is my mum too and i definitely look back now that i'm older being able to appreciate how she took time off work too mm. and as a mother yourself, I, 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 do you think you're you're aware of the impact? Like, because as a, as a son, I I you know immensely love my mother for for a sacrifice like that. Um, you mean of me being home? Well, is that sorry? Yes, like like, like in the span of that, but also 
uh, more broadly as well, do you feel like you your impact on young people, your family, the students? Okay. Um, yeah, look, I, I think that's something that kind of twigs a bit later. Mm. I think sort of toward the late teens, about your age. Yeah. I think up until then it's, um, yeah, I don't think they really understand it, but I know my daughter does now. She's 20 and I hope my son will as well. <laughs> is that what you think drives you? Definitely. Like parenting is the hardest job you can do and it's always challenging. Like you, I don't think anyone feels like they'll ever master it, mm. you know. Mm. Um, so every day is a challenge with parenting and you just hope that what you are doing is the right thing because – there's no um, textbook for it. You've mm. just got to um, hope that, you know, what you're doing is the best. Hmm. Well, unfortunately, that's all we've got time for today. Lisa, thank you so much for coming on to the show today. We're live from Marceline College in Melbourne, Australia. You've been listening to Be Like Her live on Marceline Live. We just want to say on behalf of us, thank you so much. Um, I think we were talking about, about being a mother and, and, you know, the struggles you've sort of had being in your role and, and in that past life and, and how that sort of shaped you really influences others, especially your son. And, and, you know, you may not know it, but, you know, everything you do, your son takes, you know, and looks at. So it's, mm. you know, it's sort of shaping him the way you've been shaped. So thank you so much for coming on and teaching us a little bit more about yourself. Thank you. Thank you for your time and you're doing a great job. Well done, boys. Thank you. <laughs> Across our neighbourhood and across the world, you're listening to Be Like Her Live on Marcel and Live.